Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. Mac and I were just talking. We are like ships in the night. We just pass. We fly past each other. Mac was just in Syracuse. He's back in South Carolina now. I was in South Carolina. I'm in Boston right now. If you hear like an ambulance or something, I'm sorry, I'm in a loud hotel. But It's not me, it's Kelly. Yes, finally. <laughs> For once, it's not Columbia. <laughs> but that's what we've been doing. And um, it's been busy, but busy is a good, a good time of year, no doubt. Mac, we're going to dive into all these games. We have, I think, three teams that have really emerged and all three of those teams won this weekend. So we'll talk about it. How was Syracuse did the loud house, at least in the first half, it looked like there was a good crowd, at least for the first half. Yeah. I mean, it it was, um, I have to be, it's interesting how I want to talk about this because Syracuse as a city, (laughs) be honest, I don't know how people do it. I really don't. And listen, it, you know, it's not really a fair shake maybe, but I, I just have this vision. Every time I've been to Syracuse, this is what it looks like. And that's, Miserable, cold, and rainy. Like that's all I ever see. Um, so I don't know how people. I don't know how people live there. Um, but dinosaur barbecue was awesome. Okay. The environment where you told me the vibe was great. The vibe was awesome. It was packed. There was yeah. a line wrapped around like six buildings for people waiting in rain. Like people are standing in rain waiting to go in this mm-hmm. place. It was crazy. Um, luckily enough, they hooked us up and we had a nice little table waiting for us. Um, and the food food was really good. Um, the Loud House was awesome. The improvements to the dome are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Look really, really cool. Um, the the kind of architectural structure of it all, I think, really helps with amplifying noise. I mean, even if that thing is half empty, it still sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is great, you know, for Syracuse. And then on top of that, the set, like the place that they had us was awesome. So, Massive shout out to to Syracuse leadership, to ESPN leadership. Uh, That was one of the coolest setups I have ever even seen. I mean, we were literally on top of the field right there in in the student section. We're surrounded by students. It was really cool. So fun weekend, KG. Not so fun for for the Cusa Orange. Uh, For the Knowles, though, they they were rolling. They're feeling really good. The Knowles dominated. And so, like I said, we needed to get into our big three. But I want to – this is something that has really – I don't know if the word has annoyed me. This is a new college football trend that I want to ask you about, Mac, and just give me – this is a generic question. It is a one-possession game in some way, shape, or form. You're either up or down. So you're either – you're up seven, you're down seven, you're up three, you're down three, whatever. You're up five, whatever. And it is fourth and – not even fourth and goal. It's like fourth and three. And you're in your own red zone. I mean, you're in the red zone, Okay. Why don't teams take the points anymore? It hurt Wake. It hurt NC State. It, it hurts so many teams. And I have always been the person that says, take the points. Yeah. Take the points. And so I'm sure there's analytics behind this, Mac, but what are your thoughts on that? I think that you are wise beyond your years, KG. Mm. I think that you, you always, always take the points. This is a very difficult game that we play this is a tough thing it's hard to win if you get close enough you better take them because it's not it's not easy to do and 
You're absolutely right. Okay. I've seen time and time again, you know, where people are going for it, don't get it, and then bam, other team walks down the field or, you know, something catastrophe mm-hmm. happens. And you just think, man, what if we had that extra three points? What would have happened? So I'm with you. Absolutely. Okay. That right. and I've seen a Mac Matt Connolly tweeted about this. I've seen so many holding calls yeah. not get called. Like yes. dudes are just grabbing jerseys, full arms on the edge in the line. I've seen so many holds this year that just have not been called. Bizarre. It's absolutely And that's bizarre. coming from an offensive lineman. So you know it's coming from a guy. That's right. Who, I'm kind of snitching on my boys right. a little bit. Like exactly. I don't feel good about this. <laughs> There's got to be something with the analytics, though, because I've also seen teams when they're beyond the 50 and it's fourth and two, even in like the first quarter, they're going for it. I mean, okay, there's got to be an analytic side to it. Clemson did it at Notre Dame, and I was like, I just don't understand. But anyway, (laughs) you know what? Mac and I aren't coaches, and uh, we aren't coaches for a reason, even though Mac thinks he could coach and probably could. (laughs) Maybe call some plays. I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right. The big three was really interesting for a variety of reasons. Let's start with our first game here. Number 10, Clemson beats Louisville 31 to 16. And Clemson. First of all, we didn't see any, well, we saw a little Kate Klubnik, but, you know, it was all DJU. And that was interesting to me because we talked so much about it. Oh, actually didn't see Kate Klubnik. I don't know why I was just thinking he made, he got in at some point, but he didn't. He literally didn't play. And it was all DJU, which was uh, surprising to us. But when you get off to such a great start like they did, there was no reason to bring in Klubnik. And they were so right. much more creative, Mac. Like, how, how do you have the game plan against Notre Dame and then have this game plan? Uh, you know, weather had to be a factor. I guess. The, the running your quarterback was the biggest that's, thing to me. That's the and, biggest And that's difference. what they did from Jump Street. And I think it calmed DJ down. I think it was obviously a great wrinkle that worked very well. And on top of that, it, it just got everybody kind of going in the yes. same direction. And, and thought that Clemson had a really nice game plan against this attacking defense. And that's what we said. Look, you cannot go – Side to side. You have to go straight at these guys. And I've got to give a lot of credit to Will Shipley, too. There were many, many times where I saw him just hitting the hole at full speed, and he's just going by the blitz. And then you look up, and he's in the secondary, you know, 10, 12 yards downfield, you know, making it happen. And so Moffa, too. Really? Yeah, Moffa. I mean, he's just – he's a dog. I mean, he, yeah. Thunder and Lightning is uh, is Seriously. super com- comparative here when, when you look at these guys. But love Clemson's attack. Love their game plan. Um you know, there, there was a moment with the turnovers that I was like, oh, gosh, here comes Louisville. Like, they're, they're getting their hands on the football. They're strip sack. They got Shipley twice. They only came down with one of them. Um, I, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. This is what they do. Uh, but ultimately, you know, Clemson kind of pulling away there. I thought that was good, you know, for their psyche, especially after such a, a, a bad game, you know, against Notre Dame where, where these guys are being called out. They're being embarrassed. Things of that nature, and and on the defensive side specifically, just thought they played light years better uh, against a team that still wanted to run the ball a ton. They had a nice, you know, forty-four yarder, a couple of twenty yarders, you know, that that certainly added to the total there. But just thought it was a much better effort, KG defensively. The QB run is so puzzling to me because Clemson under Dabo Sweeney has always run the quarterback, Taj Boyd. Yes ran the ball, and then Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence were both very good with their legs, and of course, Kelly Bryant. So why, when you're playing at Notre Dame, with weather, you don't use the QB run? We talked about this last week. DJ did not 
keep the ball and run it the entire first half against Notre Dame. And then out here against Louisville, he's doing it right off the bat. And to me, it seems like with DJ, when he gets hit, that settles him down too. That's what I see from him. She's bad. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, that that helps a quarterback, like getting that first hit, it kind of, it gets it all out of the way. Cause it's just all this built up energy, all this built up excitement, nerves, et cetera, that once you, you know, you kind of take a, a licking, if you will, uh, you know, you're, you're feeling good and you're ready to roll. And, and so I'm not sure KG, if, if again, it was just, Hey, let's sit down in the film room. We're going to go over this stuff. Hey, DJ, this was a pool. You got to take that. You have to yeah. do this and that. Or if it was just more intentionally where you know they're calling the play and and he knows, okay, I've got, I've got to run this thing. Uh, regardless, it was fantastic. Did a really good job. Great to see kind of his confidence. Made some really impressive throws. There was one where he's kind of letting it develop and, and throws it right over top of two guys that I was just, ooh. It's something that yeah. you see these type of things, KG, and you're just like, man. The, the talent is undeniable. It's just the consistency that we knew has has always been a thing. But you know, obviously, a great you know kind of confidence game for Clemson going into next week when when Miami's coming to town. Um, you know, a couple more games to build, and then this ACC championship that's set between the high high powered uh, UNC offense that that was on full display this weekend as well. And for Louisville, Mac, I think the main thing here was Malik Cunningham was obviously not healthy from the jump. His hand was wrapped up so much. And, I mean, what a warrior. Like, the way he fought in that first half, he was still running the ball. He took some bad hits. At one point, it looked like he hurt his knee. Then he fell on his right hand when he was going to the locker room. He gave it everything he had. But I think when you didn't have Malik in the second half, it was kind of a wrap for Louisville. They had to capitalize on some of those Clemson fumbles, and they just weren't able to. So I think this game would have been a little different if Malik Cunningham was actually fully healthy. But, of course, you know, what ifs or what ifs, and, and he wasn't. Yeah, and, and you know, Brock came in and, and threw the ball well. Uh, you know, he, he got Tyler Hudson involved, who went off. I mean, 11 catches, 163 yards. He was very impressive, the plays that he was making, just seemingly always getting open uh, and, and finding a way there. But I think you're right. It kind of took the spark out of it. And, of course, a late touchdown uh, with zeros on the clock to kind of skew the score a little bit more than yeah. maybe it should have been. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Clemson defense responded. Thought the linebackers, Barrett Carter went nuts. I mean, mm-hmm. he was all over the field, jumping over people, ships jumping over people. It's like, my goodness, the explosiveness uh, that those two guys showed was on full display there. But I think Barrett Carter kind of moving to the inside is a really good move. He, he just looked really aggressive. He was making plays all over the field. It, it, it's just something where – you're seeing this team still figure themselves out, still trying to get better yeah. in November at a time where, you know, a lot of people are peaking. They're still trying to to find their way there. The D-line finally looked like the D-line that everyone thought they could look like. So we'll see if that continues. I mean, it it's tough for, for Clemson fans from a Clemson perspective because you think, well, what if this team, the way they played against Louisville, played at Notre Dame? But you can't. And that's, that's college football. Sometimes you just have a bad week. and with different teams losing and all the upheaval we've seen, I think this week, Mac, especially because Clemson looked better, I am more with you that Clemson at least still has a shot at the playoff. Last week I said, I, I don't think so. Come on But over. this week, I mean, we're still seeing the chaos. And by, by all that is good and holy, you're not putting two loss LSU in the playoff. Look at me, committee. You're not doing it. You guys would be crazy to do that. 
So, and of course, Michigan Ohio State have to play. TCU just continues to play with fire. We'll see. We'll see what happens there, Matt. It's it's going to be interesting, but I, I'm going to stand firm on a one loss ACC champion. Okay. Whether it's Carolina, whether it's Clemson, I, I think they get in. It's going to be fascinating. It needs a little chaos, but I think it's going to happen. Oh, man. Well, speaking of that other one-loss team, North Carolina, they could stay with one loss. Number 15, UNC beats Wake 36-34. to 34. This game, it was kind of what we thought in terms of scoring until the fourth quarter, and then neither <laughs> team could score. And I think we have to give some credit to these defenses who stepped up. Both of these defenses have been opportunistic at times with turnovers. And they both were. So let's give some credit to the defense. Mm -hmm. But in the end, Drake and Sam and these wide receivers were both cooking, Mac. They were both playing really well. But we did have a situation where UNC went for it on on fourth and short in the red zone, didn't get it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, ooh, that's going to hurt you. (laughs) And then Wake Forest didn't get the two-point conversion. Think about how differently this game may have gone to overtime if they got the two-point conversion. So it was an interesting kind of chess match at the end. It really was. It was so back and forth to start, like you said. I mean, we, we were live at Syracuse, so we were on the field, on our set, but we had a, a TV set up where we could watch the Carolina game. So I would go and watch a play of FSU, uh, Syracuse, turn around, and boom, a touchdown score. I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed it. Go watch a play, turn around, another touchdown. It's just like, oh no, this is going to be absolutely yep. crazy. And these guys just scoring it. Such a high clip. And Man, it, it was great to see Sam Hartman kind of, you know, get back and throwing the football yeah. really efficiently, scoring touchdowns. But at the end of the day, it, it was that pick that sealed the deal and, and just a bad decision. Defensive back undercuts the play, makes the big interception, and ultimately sealed the game, you know, for yeah. North Carolina. And, you know, as you said, we, we always give Drake praise, which I think now, KG, he's he's taken a step where I expect him to win the trophy. Like, it, it's – Wow. Past just being in New York. I think Does UNC have to win out? Heisman Do they have trophy. to win the ACC for that to happen? Do you think? I think that that's kind of the exclamation point. But as we have seen many, I many think that times, would have to happen. the Heisman Trophy does not – I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen plenty of quarterbacks that have Look, won I'm saying for you and me, is Drake May the best player in the country? Yeah. Sure. Like most valuable to his team, of yeah. course. But sure. you've got the C.J. Stroud of it all and – and, of course, I texted this to Mac. I wasn't going to tweet it because I didn't want to start a fight on Saturday. But Ohio State and C.J. Stroud, back-to-back games in the vaunted Big Ten, favored by 38-and-a-half against Northwestern, favored by 40 against Indiana. Like, come on. I mean, Drake May has to show up every single Saturday for his team to win. Yeah. Give, give me that schedule any day. I'd be fine with a Big Ten schedule any day. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, I just think he's he's that good of a player. I think he's doing it with his legs. He's doing it with his arm. Truly, I mean, when you look at stats responsible for, yeah, he is right there with, with anybody in the country. I think the highest in the country, actually, because of now his rushing totals and the thing that he's doing, you know, taking on all this responsibility. So, watch out for North Carolina. I, I think that this guy, again, Drake May, playing at such a high level, only getting better each and every week. I even asked EJ after the game and said – what can he get better at next year? And he said, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to do. That That's how good he's playing right now. It's hard to think of something. I remember at the more of the beginning of the year, Mac, you said to make sure that he stays out of harm's way and doesn't get himself hurt with some of the ways he was trying to fly through the air. And I think he's been better with that too. So he's been taking better care of his body. And obviously his legs are super effective. I liked his slide in the end zone against Wake Forest. 
But in the end, Mac, because both these offenses are so good, it was. I, I think the turnover battle was going to be important. And UNC didn't turn the ball over once. That was the difference. And Sam right. Hartman had the bad pick. Sam Hartman looked more like his old self. Yeah. But it's almost like you can count on him to have one bad pick game. And that has not been the case with Drake May. He, t- right. he takes care of the football. Yeah, he, he does. And he puts his team in the best situation to win. I have to give you kind of a live update, KG, because oh. as we're doing this episode, What's happening? I, I'm getting a text from producer Brian Ives from the ACC Network. Mm-hmm. And he just sent me a tweet from 2020. It was when Will Shipley announced that he was committing to Clemson. Okay. Raleigh guy, kind of in that, that area, Cary yeah. area. Drake May, Charlotte guy who was committed to North Carolina, quote tweeted it and said, congratulations, brother. See you in the ACC championship. (laughs) And here we are two years later. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Pretty good football players going head to head. Yeah. For me, this is the best case scenario for the ACC. You talked about a little bit on our Friday episode. To have two big brands, to have, you know, we'll see if they can both finish with one loss to have right. two national championship winning coaches. Mm-hmm. This is what you want. And it's kind of ironic, Mac, in the last year of the Coastal, <laughs> we have a runaway Coastal champion, and we actually have the two best teams in the league playing for the ACC title. Right. Of course this would right. happen. <laughs> it's how it should be. It's how it should be. And now it will be each and every year. We, we don't have to have a question mark about it. But when you talk about the brands, you talk about the excitement, the coaches, all that, it is going to be nuts. I mean, I cannot wait to see this championship. It's going to be packed. We're not putting up any banners to hide how many people are, aren't there. It's going to be every seat in the house, and uh, it's going to be absolutely nuts. I expect it to be 50-50. I know Clemson got a little bit of a head start, so maybe they bought some of those tickets up. Uh, But Carolina hadn't been in in a long time, since 2015. So I know they're paying whatever price people ask to get to that game and see their Tar Heels play for an ACC championship. But you're right. We need everybody to win out, take care of business, (laughs) do their thing. And honestly, when you look at the conference matchups throughout, you know, the entire country, this is this is up there. I mean, mm-hmm. probably, you know, everybody says LSU Georgia. I know that's a, a big time matchup, and, and surely it is. But this one's probably right behind it. You, you look everywhere else; there, there's interesting battles. No one cares about the Big Ten. That the Ohio State Michigan's going to win it, uh, yeah. and, and the Pac-12. They're just kind of ruining it for each other right mm-hmm. now. They keep in, doing in the regular that. Season. So Big Twelve maybe, but. Probably not. And so this one has a real chance here to absolutely deliver ratings-wise, personnel-wise, and, of course, like I think, getting into that playoff. There's going to be a lot on the line. I think it's more interesting when you have an ACC title where you know each team has to win it. There were times last year where people – or a few years ago where people would say, oh, Clemson could lose the ACC title and still get in. Not the case. Not the case this year. Mac, as good as UNC and Clemson are – I would argue the team that you most don't want to play, hope that makes sense, right now is Florida State. Florida State, number 23, Florida State beat Syracuse 38-3. to yep. Florida State continues their post-bye week domination tour. We had Jordan Travis on right after the bye week, and he had that look in his eye. He was super confident. They have gone out and just dominated people, and they continue to do that against Syracuse. Jordan Travis had more touchdowns than incompletions. He was nearly perfect. They ran all over him. Trey Benson did. Uh, th- we could talk about Syracuse and the fact that they've become a shell of themselves, but I think a lot of this really is just their schedule was so backloaded that you're right. seeing some of this happen. But to me, the story is just FSU continuing to get better and better and better. 
I, I'm glad that you you think that as well, KG, about FSU, because to me, I just want to make this point. I'm not hating on FSU. I'm obviously beating the drum for this conference. We were talking about the sirens. Here they come. Shout out Columbia. Oh, classic. Uh, one, one per episode. It never fails. <laughs> Fire truck. Go get them, boys. That is oh, hilarious. Unbelievable. Listen, y'all, I used to live like right beside, literally, when I was in that apartment, I lived beside the fire station. I get more fire trucks way over here than I ever did uh, oh right beside. Gosh. It's absolutely nuts. It Something's no always sense. on fire in Columbia, South Carolina. Hey, it's not the game cross. I promise you that. <laughs> oh, well, kind of a kind of a depends on how you okay. look at it. Depends, yeah, how, however you want to look at it. Anyway, uh, when I look at FSU, and again, not a hater, love those guys. Think they're playing at high level. They played those three ranked teams. They played those teams where they could make some noise and they could show everybody this yep. is who I am. Blah blah blah. Whatever you want to do, we're back. All that. Three L's. They were in the games. They didn't win the games. Three L's. They played Georgia Tech. They yeah. play Miami. Miami. Who just beat They play a Syracuse team that is broken. And now it's like everybody's like, oh, my God, FSU's the best team. And I just look really? at Coach and I'm like, are you nuts? I already saw it. I saw them play those teams, oh, and they okay. lost. They lost. I saw that happen. And so, for me, yes, they're doing great. They're, they're going to be back-ish. And they're, they're playing at a super high level. But let's not put the cart before the horse. Like, no, they I still agree. have some work to do. They're not the best do. team in the league, Mac. But is I don't want to <laughs> play them right now. I had to fight the desk last night to say that. I had to fight them no, off. No, I say, agree. What you You're right. About? You're right. The whole season counts. But I don't want to play FSU right now. Sure, sure. I hope like, that we get all. to see them play a super quality opponent we in should. a bowl game. Maybe a LSU, maybe a Alabama, someone of that nature where it's like, okay, let's see. Let's line these big dogs yeah. up. And, and let's see what happens because you're you're right. They are playing at that high level. The offensive line, they know their identity, and that's right. a dangerous thing. When you're comfortable with who you are, when you have a quarterback playing at a super high level, but as I said, I want to see it tested against a big dog, not just these struggling ACC teams right now. I get that. I've also seen some teams that are supposed to beat some of the struggling teams not do it. That's right. And uh, we'll get to right. one of those specifically in just a sec. But okay. I think the the real next step for FSU – is they have Louisiana beat Louisiana, beat Florida. Like, gotcha. don't have this situation where you have a great ACC season and you still lose to that pesky SEC rival. That You can't have that. You've got to handle your business and beat Florida, and they have that game at home. I think they will. They're better than Florida. But that is a really important game, I think, for FSU. I mean, think of that environment. I know it's the day after Thanksgiving, but it's at home. You're ranked, probably ranked yeah. significantly higher than, than you were you a gotta week win ago it. at that point. I mean, there should be all kinds of juice for that game and, and really ultimately no excuse at the end right. of the day to, to get it done. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's the matchup of a yeah. crappy Florida team. Uh, I, I'm prayers up for a good bowl game and, and we get to find that out. But going against the game and, and just to talk about it quickly before we move on, I was disappointed they threw the ball so much, but he wouldn't mm. make an incompletion, no, KG. I mean, so I was perfect. like, Keep throwing it, JT. Just do your thing, man. You, you look great out here. And the way he managed the offense, the throws that he was making. And, I mean, Trey Benson, he, he's just – he's playing at such a high level right now. 160 yards, just running through people. Offensive line blocking their tails off. Defense just absolutely smothering. I think Syracuse had like 60 yards total, 70 yards, something of that nature. They, they, they're just – they're playing really well. They're playing as a team. They're playing complimentary football. And uh, it's fun to watch. The league, 
College football is better when the Knowles are good. And so certainly need them to continue that, to continue to grow. We sat down with Jared Verse. We sat down with Jordan Travis. We sat down with, you know, Coach twice, uh, you know, yesterday and just super impressed, you know, with the Knowles and, and think the direction that they're going in is a, uh, is a really, really good one. Beat Florida. Beat Florida. That's what we need. We'll end it with that. And that's what Coach Mark Rick said. Coach Rick cusses multiple times a week on the huddle. And he said, listen, can you just beat their ass? That's all he said to Coach Norvell. (laughs) That's what he wanted to see. So we're with you, Coach. Make it happen. Coach Rick's allowed to do whatever he wants. And I love it. That's true. That's true. Mac, speaking of teams that didn't handle their business against a lower level opponent, NC State, what happened? BC beats NC State 21 to 20. Mac, we put out our picks. By the way, sir, you went five and two this week. So, applause. applause. I should have been six and one. NC State just well, unbelievable. Okay, I shouldn't have I'm, taken those points, to be honest. Those, that, that's that what so I'm saying. I'm going to give myself credit for that. I went four and three, but I said BC was going to cover. And it was less about NC State. I did not expect this kind of collapse from NC State and all the yeah, turnovers. Not at all. And not MJ all. Morris looking like a freshman. Yep. And I didn't think BC would win. That's not what I predicted. Like, don't give me credit for that. But I like Emmett Moorhead. I think Emmett Moorhead is a player. And we saw him play against Duke. And yeah, it's Duke, but Duke's pretty good. And he gave Duke a run for their money. Mm -hmm. That's why I took BC to cover. Because I think he's a player. And I think this team has a different energy. I don't know what that says about Dracovic. I'm not trying to get anything there. But he has rejuvenated this offense. And I also want to say absolute credit to Zay Flowers where – a lesser guy would have already opted out of this season. You're mm-hmm. a two and seven team. You're going to be a great pro. And, you know, why even keep playing? But Zay Flowers continues to literally play his heart out and has 130 yards, two touchdowns in this game and just was unbelievable. Yeah. But, Mac, NC State, like, th- this is the most NC State blank perhaps yeah. that we've seen all season. Right. No, it, it is. And that, that's just what – it's baffling about these programs and, and you think that you can take another step. You think that you're ready. This is the moment. And then it just goes backwards again. And you're just confused on how and why and, and how do you not take care of business when you understand the season that you can potentially have and you know what's in front of you there. And it, it was you know confusing. We did. We, we saw MJ play like a freshman. We, we mm-hmm. saw the you know the struggles from the team. I mean, they ran it 44 times. When have we seen NC State run the ball? that much right. and I, I'm sure part of it was trying to kill the clock and control the game but that to me is is one of the and again I've never done it I've never called a game I've never been a coach so I, it's hard for or it's easy for me to say hard for me to do I hate when people go conservative to me that is you're it's playing losing football and most of the time we see you lose because you take that foot off the pedal you lose that aggressiveness and I get, oh, well, if we stay aggressive, we can throw a pick six. Oh, if we stay aggressive, we can create more turnovers. Well, you did it anyway. You created turnovers anyway by, by being conservative. And, and so, I don't know. If, if I was in that situation, I'm always hammered down like, let's go, let's go, let's go until it's, it's over. I mean, it's your job to stop me. It's not my job to stop myself. It's not my job to limit, you know, the things that we do as an offense. Right. And, and so, you know, when, when I saw that, it was just like, oh, no, here we go, here we go. And, of course, Boston College, have to give them all the credit in the world. And Coach Athley, massive shout-out to him because I know that this is killing him. I mean, he is one of the best competitors in this league and, and a guy that is just so passionate about his team and about his players and about this university and the things that you know they're trying to do there. 
I know it's killing him. And, and certainly didn't think that he would be three and seven. Uh, you know, certainly didn't think he'd be two and seven going into this game. But the grit, the determination, the passion, and the no quit attitude that we've seen from them. And you're right. I mean, Moorhead is a dude, and he's yeah. six foot five and a half, six, five. 220 rocket launcher of an arm. And just, I mean, he's got it. We we saw him, you know, kind of in limited action last year. And you're just like, oh, who's that guy? Like, that, he looks pretty good. And, of course, now these last couple of games he's been in and, and able to really, really take care of business. So is, you know, running for negative one yard sustainable? Probably not. But, you know, you, you find a way. And you have to give BC all the credit in the world for getting it done. Now for, you know, an NC State team, you know, you have to respond. You, you, you face a little adversity. What are you going to do next? Because you're traveling to a Louisville team that is going to try to light you yeah. up. They're going to try to really take advantage of that young freshman. And then you're traveling to the ACC Coastal you know, champion. You, you, you've got a really tough stretch here to finish that could drastically change your season. Are we going to be, you know, eight and four, mm-hmm. nine and three? Or are we going to be seven and five? and kind of limp our way into bowl season and, and not be anywhere close to where we wanted to be. Do you, you know, and remember the Titans when coach Yost, when he um, is arguing with the ref and the ref goes, coach, you just lost yourself the hall of fame. Uh, NC state, you just lost yourself a 10 win season. Like that's, that's literally what happened. You got to just beat Boston college, beat Louisville, lose to North Carolina, win your bowl. You get that elusive 10 win season. And you lose to Boston College. You just lost yourself. Your ten win season. Come Sucks. on, they can still do it. They got a potential of three games it, left. They could do it. I mean, it's possible, but it's, I don't think that's happening. It is statistically possible, not probably. yeah, technically, not technically. Probably. NC State also had a situation on fourth down in the red zone where they didn't take the yeah. points, and that, I did not like that play. Me neither. It was slow. It was indecisive, and maybe that's you have the fun. best kicker in the world. Just yeah. kick a field goal. Wow. Crazy to me. We're not talking. We're talking about this very differently. If that's what happens. Last thing with this game, what do you think of the PI at the end of the game? That really gave BC the game. I thought that it would have been fine as a no call. Yeah, me too. But I thought it was PI. It could have gone either way. I hated it. I hate. I don't know if you call it in that situation. Exactly. But maybe that's the one you do. Maybe that's the one you do call it. I don't know. There's always. I didn't like it. I hate when refs are involved in the end of games. Like, I don't know. But if I was, if it was reversed and it happened to Clemson or happened to you know a team that you're pulling for, you're probably like, absolutely, it's PI. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I always try to put myself in that situation when I'm looking at calls, and that's just that's a tough one. That sucked. It sucked I, that it came down to that. Could it have been called? Yes, obviously it was. But I feel like most of the time you don't see that call. In a game deciding situation. Right. Exactly. You know, refs have, they have an effect on the game. That's just life. But also that's life for NC State fans. And I know they, they hate it. All right, Mac, a few more games to discuss here. Let's start with, I'm going to start with Miami, Georgia Tech, because Miami's got a new quarterback in town and they looked pretty darn good with him, with Ja'Curry Brown. And you didn't see Jake Garcia. It seems like he's done. Of course, TBD's injured. I like his mobility. Mm-hmm. I like his dual threat. And then on the flip side, you had Georgia Tech, where you're just throwing pick after pick after pick. Still no Jeff Sims, which is interesting. They played two guys. But if you throw four picks, like, you're not winning the game. You're just not. 
you're not even being competitive in the game. And, and I just, again, I hate the, the one piece of college football. Maybe there's more, but this one is the most relevant recently. The, the fake lying injury reports. Yeah. Like, they Everyone's put lying. out a depth chart that has him as QB1. I'm like, okay. You lie. You're a liar. You're a liar. Um, and then the dude doesn't even – I don't know if he even dressed. It's just like, what are we doing? It's, it's yeah. unbelievable, you know, just, just to see it, whatever. It gave you a great competitive advantage here, clearly, as you get thumped by 20 points. Um, yeah, but, I mean, let's be positive about Miami. I mean, Brown goes in, absolute spark, can use his legs, is, is more of a threat you know, than ever in that position, was very efficient throwing the football, you know, had three-piece McNugget touchdown-wise and, and could have had more. There was an overthrow uh, to Restrepo that, you know, if he's throwing that to, to Ladson or Smith or Mallory, you know, they're catching that. You know, Restrepo's just a little little too short uh, to get it guy. done there. So I was very, I was very impressed with Brown. And uh, obviously big challenge coming up next week for uh, them to go into Death Valley to face a Clemson team that, I don't care that Miami's five and five. That brand walking into anybody's house, they're excited to to see that. And so it's going to be rocking. Will be interesting to see how they handle it. Uh, Jalen Knighton responded well. You know, ran for over a hundred yards. He's he is their bell cow, but you know, kind of struggled with fumbles at times. Uh, and, and then your quarterback running the ball nineteen times. I, I don't know if that is a sustainable game plan against Clemson, but we've seen that defense historically be kind of susceptible to mobile quarterbacks. So. It's going to be a fascinating game plan on each side to see how they want to attack uh, their opponent there. And that's a big win for Miami because now they, like you said, they're five and five with two to go. So I, I think they should. Well, the pit game is going to be huge to see if they can make a bowl. But the, the, game, know, that, the game that we thought was going to be a play for the ACC championship is actually if you go bowling or not. Fascinating. Love it. Amazing. By the way. Our graphic of what all of our summer guests picked, where Greg McElroy picked UNC and Clemson, uh, it's, we tweeted it out in August. I have had to mute it because people are just destroying each other in, that, in the mentions of that graphic. I mean, people are just fighting wars. And I'm, I'm just like, I can't, guys. This, this is from August. Please stop. I can't Shout out to Greg because he <laughs> yes. membered. He membered that he called that. And I remember calling him an absolute idiot when he made yeah. that pick. Here you are. Greg, I know you didn't know it would look like this, but congrats on a lucky No, pick, I mean, give Greg his credit. And I did. Yeah, we I all did. thought Sam Howell was pretty we all, we all thought Sam Howell was pretty good, and then we didn't realize Drake May was going to make him look like kind of like a Child's basic play. Child's play out here. <laughs> Seriously. Mac, okay, Pitt beats Virginia 37-7. Have you ever seen a game start with two consecutive kick sixes? No one has ever, never seen that. Was that was unreal. I don't know if it actually has happened or not before. I, I, Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Someone asking, but KG. It probably has. Let, let's, this is crazy. Listen to this. So we're doing TV. We do TV on the set. Then we have to go back to the green room, wherever that is. And it's probably about a five, six minute walk. We're going. <laughs> we walk into the green room. It's 14 to nothing. And we're like, what happened? How is this possible? There's 10 minutes in the game. Like, how did Pitt score? 10 seconds. And uh, they're all laughing. And they're like, oh, yeah, two pick sixes back to back. Uh, and we're just like, you have got to be kidding me. Virginia, yeah. listen, here's the deal. There's only one thing that can solve any of this. And that is beating Virginia Tech. You have done that <laughs> once in 10,000 years. If you do it, 
everything's fine. This is the greatest season you've ever had. If you don't, man, this is tough. And the, you know the best part about this is, KG? Virginia and Virginia Tech are the two absolute no question marks asked worst teams in the league. So the loser is absolutely the worst team. And it'll be decided. So that's awesome that we get to see that. Um, I think it's Friday or Thursday. I don't know when they play. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah, I can't wait. So that that's awesome there. Pittsburgh, great job. Your defense, two weeks in a row, finally playing like the team that I thought they could. I think they lead FBS now in sacks, which I didn't think there was any shot of that happening. But when you have 10 sacks in two games or 20 sacks in two games, uh, you know, you, you can make that happen very quickly. And Kalaja Kansi, I mean, he has been the one piece of this defense that has been excellent each and every week. Put an exclamation point on it right here against Virginia. Three tackles. Those three tackles were three sacks. I mean, he yeah. is an absolute baller. That dude's going to go super high in the draft. I hope it be Tesswell. He'll be a first-round pick. And, of course, Izzy of Manicanda being back, doing his thing, going for 120. Always good to see that. Monsters there. I, I am prepared now for the saddest – Virginia, Virginia Tech game of all time. I'm, I'm going to look ever, up. Like ever. <laughs> I'm going to look up how if it is truly the saddest, but oh my goodness. I just. It's got to be. But you're right. It's it'll be, be the last place bowl. It'll it'll be, we will know who's the worst team in the ACC, which some years we just don't. Yeah. We, we're, there's a tie. Yeah. <laughs> what a blessing. Um, I'm sorry, Virginia fans and Virginia Tech fans. Okay, Mac. I'm not. Duke. Yeah, speaking of Virginia Tech. Duke beats Virginia Tech 24 to 7, just dominates them. Uh, Duke is 7 and 3. I am pumped for this Duke-Pitt game next weekend. At Pitt, this is a very interesting contest. And then Duke has Wake Forest at home, and Wake has fallen apart. Eric McLean, are you prepared for a nine-win Duke? Are you prepared for I was it? just about to say, I was just about to say over under eight and a half for Duke right now. Well, then you got to tell me they went nine. I don't know. I, I think it's hard to say they go to Pitt and win. I think they finish eight and four. You got a bowl game. You got a bowl game, too? You got a bowl game. Oh, you're counting the bowl? Yeah. All right. Eight and a half. Yeah. You're taking the over. You're taking the over. Over. Nine win Duke. Mac, what if Duke wins 10 games and NC State doesn't? I think that's going to happen. I think they beat Pitt. I think Wake Forest is just dead. They're done. They seem dead. Wake is done. I think they do. 10 win Duke. I think we are. How amazing will that be? Mike Elko, National Coach of the Year. So, okay, well, here's the question. Here's the question. So, the Coach of the Year, I think, is decided before the ACC championship. Mm. I think. Maybe it's not. Anyway, let's say Mac is. is there. Mac clinches. Let's say Mac goes eleven and one, whatever that'll be. Let's say they go nine and, and three. Who's mm-hmm. the who's the coach of the ACC? Man. It's it's very tough. I think you also could make an argument for Dabo Sweeney because this You team, always can, but th- we just don't do that. I know. He but should this always is be a unique year. This is a unique year because I agree. I agree. they were so different and, and so much worse last year. Gosh, it's very, very tough. Pick I, it. Pick it right now. <laughs> I think because of six road wins and because of some late game decisions where you've had to make some tough coaching decisions and it's worked out. Sure. I I think I would lean Mac Brown. I think I would. Especially after losing your, Sam Howell, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks you've ever had. Yeah, that, that's just your freaking Longhorn love coming out. That's all that is. I do I'm love going Mac with Brown. Bull City, baby. Come okay. on. Yeah, Mike Elk, are you kidding me? What a, I just feel like we, KG, let me just remind you of this. We okay. literally sat on this podcast right here looking at each other after we spoke to their head coach. This is kind mm-hmm. of embarrassing now that I think about it. 
And we said, what is the goal for Duke? And do you remember what we said? Win an we ACC said, game? Uh, one singular ACC game. Ah, uh, ACC game. And here they are. It's crazy what they're uh? doing. It's nuts. I don't know because it sounds funnier. And A ACC. Yeah, you can't. And, and ACC game. There you go. Before Val. I get you. I hear you. I think, I think I'm pushing back a little because the coach of the year award always goes to the team, the guy with the most improved team. And I think that's not right. always true. Like I, I kind of just want to I agree. I agree. get away from that, but either one is deserving. They honestly should probably split it. They should probably cut the trophy it. in half, yeah. walk it eight miles each direction, hand it to the guy. That's what you guys do. I guess it would be four miles each way. Sorry. Uh, yeah. That, that's what you should absolutely do. Duke's balling. Defense is playing super well. Jalen Calhoun is a freak. Yes. I love to see that guy get fully unlocked. And, of course, Riley Leonard. I mean, we, we talk about quarterbacks all the time. The young quarterbacks in this league next year, I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to hype this thing up like crazy. Wait to see it. That's it from us, oh, yeah. Kelly. We're going to have an interesting new thing this Wednesday. We're doing a mailbag episode. You might have seen this yesterday. We put it on social media. We were kind of looking at guests, and we're just like, you know, we're saving up some guys. There's a lot to talk We've about. We've had everybody. We've had them all, and we want to save it for the last week of the season. And, of course, ACC Championship will get you know, probably one from each team there with North Carolina and Clemson. So we want to do a mailbag. There's a lot of questions. Some people are very sad about their team. Some people are very happy. Mm-hmm. We want to hear all your stuff. We'll really dive into kind of the big three that KG kind of uh, alluded to that have emerged with Carolina, Clemson, and FSU. So Wednesday's going to be a fun episode. We need your help. Hit us up on social media. Tell us what you want us to talk about. That will be a lot of fun. But that's it from us, guys. Another great episode. Gramlick and Mac Lane, we are out of here. Go over to YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Really appreciate your guys' viewership and hanging out with you guys there. Also, go over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would appreciate you all doing that. But until next time, we'll see you all.